Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to around I need you to speak up some when you're talking. Oh, my bad. Okay. You, 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 you slowly, or get closer to the mic, but you've slowly got quieter and quieter if we've done this. Oh, okay. okay. So when I record, it's like, or when I'm going back to edit, I'm like, what does he say? I have to crank it wide open to hear what you're saying. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight I'm back in here with the boys. Oh. Harpoon and Judd's back in here. How y'all doing tonight? All right. Great, man. Great. Good deal. Glad to be here. Oh, man. I think we're finally over the heat. You see the see the weather for this coming week? I'll, 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 I just looked at the uh, at the rain. Yeah, I don't know if you look at the temperature. Rain is about every day and temps in the mid-80s. So maybe it's starting a cooling trend, I hope. False fall. I hate to see the rain, though, man. I need some. Indian summer? Yeah. That's what Grandma called it anyway. Can't say that anymore. Yeah, you can. I just did. <laughs> You hear me do it again? Indian summer. <laughs> Indian summer and blackberry winter. That's what I always heard my entire life growing up. Oh, my knee. How y'all doing? Good? Heck yeah. Harpoon, you want to start us off over here? Oh, man. It's been a busy couple of weeks, man, since I saw you guys. Um, I think I had a big old tree cut down in the front yard. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask you about that. Is everything <clears throat> so better a, now? Yeah, it's it's a mu- it's much safer, that's for sure. Um, and it was like on a 30-degree lean, this big-ass pine tree right in the front. Um, finally got a couple of couple of guys to come out and cut it. And I want to tell you, man, that is – that's pretty cool. Watching them top it off and then yeah, bring it down. Yeah, bringing it down and, you know, and, and me being a – an amateur lumberjack, you know, not running that chainsaw on that big hunk. It's out in my yard, up front yard too. And, and watching these guys, uh, they were on this, this big lift, um, and took the one guy up and, and, um, of course he's a, he's a, he's a bigger man and, uh, had the, had the old chainsaw fully extended one arm, you know, and he's out and he's hacking down. Now it's a horse of a damn chainsaw, dude. It was eating some wood. Yeah. And I kept thinking the whole time, that's what I need. I need one of them showing up. I need a lift bucket and a big ass chainsaw. Dude, if I had the combo, oh man, the harpoon's tree service. Fuck the restaurant. We're gonna start cutting down some trees. I'll tell you what, now they got they were that was cool. that was cool, man. Plus they did a great job. They cleaned up. They well, those guys who do it professionally, like they have got a whole system. They can take a tree down and would it take me and you days to clean up and get done? They can knock it out in no time. And There's... then fixing the neighbor's car. In the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homeowner's insurance comes into play. Yeah. There were six guys. And uh, so they had a, uh, um, like, a, what's it called? The uh, excavator? Excavator, yeah. It has kind of like the push front mm-hmm. and then like the grabber on the back. Yep. Oh, my goodness. That was incredibly helpful uh, because I, I had um, this huge pile of, wood chips in my backyard and while he was waiting for the guy to, to cut the tree and then him loaded on the scrap uh truck he he was like man is there anything you need me to move or do or something while i'm here and i'm like what you're you're, you're giving me access to an excavator for a minute <laughs> hell yeah i mean now he was gonna drive it and do it whatever but he's just like hey while i'm sitting here if you got something for me to do and you I'm bring like, up yes. like landscaping plans for matter of fact i've got a lot of stuff that you can do i, I got a ditch dug right here i tell you one thing man i mean i took him up on it man for a solid hour he did a Getting lot. Getting my money's worth. 
I mean, he was nice enough to offer. And I was Heck like, yeah. yeah, sure, man, that's great because it, it it really saved me a lot of lot of time. And well, going and to work. rent one of those, even the small excavators, is an arm and a leg just to rent one for the day or something. Yeah, and then I've got to be responsible for driving it. Man, I'm rookie one hundred and one. <laughs> this, but no, man, somebody zipped through it. Anyway, he cleared out like half of my backyard on one side, and then out there on the big oak that I've been cutting on, there was two huge knots that were where the tree had forked in two or three spots and it had just kind of got down to to where the the base and the and these limbs were mm-hmm. all cut and it just looked like a like like a block yeah and it was just going to take me a while to you know to cut it and and chip it up and move it haul it off he goes out there man and just snatches that son of a gun up and just runs it around the back of the house for me you know which is perfect so all i don't gotta do is cut it i don't have to move it yeah so he did a couple of those, cleaned, uh, moved some cross ties for me, man. And then them guys, man, they just they just started just hauling that stuff off. Got the got all the way down to the rake. They were even nice enough to um, where the excavator had kind of tore up my gravel drive a little mm-hmm. bit out there moving that stuff. Man, they were they were like, hey man, hang tight, man. Let me go grab this rake and straighten that out too. I was like, that's awesome. They grind the stump down the whole deal. Well, it's only about three inches above ground oh yeah that's and, far enough and he said he said look man we don't have a stump grinder we have to rent one so whenever we rent one we'll come back we'll get five or six stumps up for the day you know people that we've done and then we'll just go house to house and just grind them all down in one day so we go rent the rent the thing and 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 we'll, so we'll come back and so i was like i don't my man dude i tell you what if i need some tree service done i'm you know i'm gonna give these guys a call i wish that i knew the name of it right off the top of my head man or i'd, I'd say it but, um, well i need to get that big oak tree in our side yard uh-huh. it got struck by lightning years ago and so i've just been dealing with picking up limbs every time i go to mowers i, I really need to cut it down before it it cracks and falls on our house yeah well i'll, I'll give you this guy's information yeah you know if the city won't come out and do it for you well they're not gonna do shit if it's not within that ten feet of yeah. the road, they're right away. Yeah. They're not going to do a damn thing. That's, you know that's that. Put, that's, a, put up a false phone line. <laughs> that's what I need to do. <laughs> Just connect a piece of wire to, to the house, house and run it through <laughs> the pole somewhere, and be like, "That's going to take that line out, man." Jig over here scamming the government. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, making the government do their job they're supposed to be doing to begin with. There you go. There we go. Yeah. How's how's uh how's the lady? She comes up tomorrow. Uh, oh boy! To She's been last couple of weeks uh, coast to coast doing lots of work. Yeah, she went out to L.A. this week, didn't she? Uh, or last week, Huntington, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Beach. Yeah, but, you know, it's down in Florida, uh, California, and then my mom's favorite beach. Um, oh, she likes that. I've never been there before. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about Huntington Beach. That's, That's where Tito Ortiz is from. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was mom's hangout at Old Tank Abbott. They both is that where he's there, from? As they I didn't know that. Yeah. They both shared the the nickname the Huntington Beach Bad Boy back in the day mm. until they fought, man, and then Tito took Tito it. Took there. it. Yeah. But uh she's been traveling, man, and, and uh we got to see each other once last uh week or so ago and then she comes up for a hangout for a little bit tomorrow and uh and then she's got some more travel to do and then I've got a little bit of travel coming up and um but she's doing good. I mean, you know, so basically man from the start man i mean everybody's been in on us dating and how we met online and all this stuff like that um so just overall man is kind of a an overall dating um 
thing. I don't know. It's just running through my head, man. You just feel free to raise your hand. I'll stop no, go. anytime. Go. Uh, so, so we have a long distance relationship, you know, we we live in different States, so we only get to see each other, you know, on schedule, like every other weekend, we'll get to spend two or three days together. <clears throat> and then the, uh, the odd weekend, then we'll go and we'll hang out for the day and, and do, do stuff. Well, you know, it, that's that's hard enough having a relationship where you're only seeing somebody physically a couple of times a month, really. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, and then to add in, you know, extra travel and extra, you know, family obligations and extra stuff, life happening. Kids. I mean, she's got a everything a senior now and a sophomore. You know, and it's just there's yeah. just things going on which drags those few days of hours apart even more. Yeah. And that's extra stressful to me, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's extra stressful to her as well. And I can just only imagine, I'm just saying, you know, just for people that are out there dating that might be listening to, uh, this, um, it, you know, being in a long distance relationship, man, is tough, mm-hmm. but if there's going to be some extra time away for, for other things, you really need to take that into consideration, you know, because, you know, it's just going to add extra strain to it's more pressure. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, small things become big things quick when you can't just hug each other's neck and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. You know, which I'm not saying there's big anything happening between us or, or anything. I'm not trying to discourage anything. I'm just saying that, you know, she's had some extra time in the last month or basically two. You know, our time together has been limited. Yeah, uh, we do have a we do have a trip coming up, man, in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and um, you know, and that's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, overall, man, we're doing good. You know, yeah, I, you're you're going through it in a, in a, a dating aspect. You know, I I dealt with that. After I was already married, you know, when Tink was going to California and Minnesota and everywhere, you know, for, for so long, I mean, for a solid, for a solid year, she was gone at it all together for that year, probably over four months out of the year. Wow. You know, she would go for two weeks, come back for five days, go for two weeks, come back for three days, go for 12 days, come back for a couple of weeks, gone for two weeks, you know, it, yeah, it, it strains a relationship big time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're, if you're, uh, especially if you're newlywed, I would imagine. We, we already had a, a few years under our belt before she started doing that. But still, it was tough. It yeah. sucked. Yeah. You know, because then when she's home, it's not like she gets to come home and take a break. She's going from working two weeks out there, coming home and going right back to the office. You know, and then she's in the office for three or four days and she has to come home. She's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Packing a bag and gone. Yeah. You know, shit sucks. Cuts down on the quality time that y'all get to, oh, you know. If we had, we didn't have a, a lot of quality time at all. Uh, just basically stuff like, like just hanging out, you know, and, and just being in the same room together, whether you're reading or watching TV or just listening to music or dancing or whatever you're doing. You know, I mean, it's, that's important, man, just to have, you know, a little bit of touch, touch time. Yeah. That's what I, you know, I mean, I'm just a touchy feely guy, man. I like to have my girl next to me, man, where I can, you know, feel. But, a, you know, when she was here. She was too tired to do anything besides go to work and come home, you know, where now she works from home. And so she, she isn't, she doesn't have that. She's not traveling across two time zones every two weeks, you know, or every 12 days or whatever it is. Yeah. That shit's rough. Mm -hmm. And so to be in a relationship with somebody who travels a lot and then plus you're adding on top of it, the distance from where y'all live, you know, it can be. Super strenuous. Yeah. yeah. Jig, how, how's, how's things been going for you, man? 
Uh, and had a lot going on. <clears throat> um, dog's still doing good. Good deal. Um, Come be in their old self again. Uh, whatever that is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Being grumpy lady. <laughs> she's, uh, she sleeps a lot. Yeah. But, um, getting around a little bit better. Her back legs are still just jello. Yeah. But, some of those hips always go first on old dogs. Yeah. They just start losing. That's how you can use them. And it was right like right after the first surgery. She just never got them back under. Yeah. Because um, she lost a lot of muscle. Uh, just not wanting to move, get around. We tried to exercise her a little bit, but she was just so weak. She couldn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't want to move and you could tell. Yeah. Which, you know, we let her do her thing. But she can still get up and down and on chairs and couches and beds. And we got a little got a few little step stools for her here and there where she can get where she needs to go but um so she's she's doing a lot better though um had the staples removed and so her neck's looking a lot better good deal uh, no, no infection in or anything everything no, no, cleaned every, up everything looked good great um there was a couple of red spots but we just you know kept some antibiotics on it so it didn't you know get out of hand but uh yeah Shop's was, dying a slow death. Uh, as you, you, you said that in the last year, you're still going. I am, yeah. <laughs> Hopes and prayers. Yeah, that's it. Thoughts and prayers. Um, not, other than that, uh, nothing really. The Honda shop screwed up my order for the splitter on the front of my car. So. What? After you waited for six months? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they ordered the grill, the little plastic grill instead part. Instead of getting the. That covers the intercooler. Yeah. Instead of the splitter. So they were supposed to call me today and let me know if it came in because they had to reorder it. They didn't call today. And they didn't call. No. So I got to call. <laughs> I, I, gotta, knew, I knew it. I told too many, too many body shops that I have to know they're not going to call. I have. <laughs> yeah. And I went to the bank. What what day? Uh, Friday. I went to the bank. And in my 30 whatever years of driving, I have never hit a curb. Oh, no. Not ever. Judd. So pulling out of that little space, thought I thought I cleared it, started cutting the wheel, uh-huh. backed up a little bit further, and heard. <laughs> so now my rims got back a real left rim, front front left rim. front passenger side tire. Oh, or rim. It shaved some of the rubber off the tire too, but that's a different story. <laughs> same story, but different level of pissed off. Second verse, same as the first. Here we go. So now I've got road rash on my. Passenger side front rim. I've done more damage to that damn car trying to get the air conditioner fixed than I've ever damaged anything in my fucking life. It's been like a six month slow wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pieces. Oh, Johnny but, Cash song, One Piece at a Time. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. How, how to ruin a Honda. <laughs> right. Yeah. Apparently just drive. Just, you know, back out of a just, parking spot. Just drive. <laughs> oh my god i oh. sold the 50 oh I, did you really I, I, oh I damn i know you had it for sale yeah i i had a guy come in the uh shop the uh well saturday uh, not saturday friday and uh i told him what i would take for it and uh he said let me talk to somebody and i'll get my back wife. with you yeah saturday <laughs> and uh can't just show up with a new, no. new, uh, new old car anyway man <laughs> he, yeah he um he contacted me Saturday night and said, "Hey man, I got a guy that wants to see it." And I was like, 
cool. What time? And uh, he said, if he doesn't buy it, I want it. I oh, damn. Okay. So they brought a trailer, and I met him, you know, in a local parking lot and headed to the house. And the guy was like, as soon as he saw it, he was like, got to have it. Oh, damn. So, um, they, did, you, did you actually have it for sale or somebody just knew you, or that guy well, just knew you had I, it? Well, the, the guy that came in the shop has been a customer of mine for years. Okay. Um, younger guy. Um, but the guy that bought it, uh, he works on, he builds hot rods and all kind yeah. of stuff like that. So, um, he said his father told him if you've, if you've never owned a 50, you've never owned a hot rod. <laughs> and he saw it and he was like, I, I don't have any choice but to buy it. Yeah. So, um, he, I helped him, him and his, his buddy loaded up on a trailer and, uh, said, bye. <laughs> See ya. So long. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it went to somebody that knows what they're doing. I just didn't oh, have, sure. I didn't have the know-how or the money to put into it. And I would much rather somebody get it that could use it and build it up to way it should, the way it should be running. And, uh, instead of just letting it sit in my carport and rot. Yeah. You know, Cause that's basically what was happening. Did you just roll the sale money over into Bitcoin? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm rolling it over into that Honda. That's right. <clears throat> that's, we honestly, buy, that's where all that money's going. We've got to buy a new buy, rim. I've got to buy a new rim. Uh, I've got to pay for the splitter. And then, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm doing with that money. Out with the old car to buy new car parts. Yeah. That shouldn't <laughs> Should have never happened. <laughs> Now, my week uh, this past week was was pretty good. Um, and it's one of these hospitals that um, the hospital like where your brother lives at up that way. Um, forever, I've pulled around like to like the side door because they locked the hospital down at night. So I'd pull around to like one of the side doors close to the lab and call them, and they'd come out and grab their stuff. It's just right outside the lab come outside well somebody had told the supervisor that i was doing that and she called my supervisor she's like i don't want that done it's not safe i'm like not safe uh we want it delivered through the emergency room and the lab was on the opposite end of where the emergency room is at this hospital i've had to deliver through the emergency room one time i had to wait 20 minutes for security to come get me and walking back to this lab, like they're holding nuclear secrets there or something. Okay. Jeez. Well, my boss, my boss told me that. And then our assistant boss came into the day. He's like, you probably won't be getting too many more orders from that hospital. I'm like, are we losing them? She's like, he's like, Oh no. But they started their new contract with us last month and they didn't know it. Now this is a hospital. They will order multiple ASAP and stat orders a night. A night. Yeah. Like, Go there, come back. They put in. I get there, like, oh, we just put in another order, you know. Well, they got their first bill from these new this new contract where they're getting charged for every ASAP and stat order. Oh. And from what I understand, it was just shy of a hundred thousand dollars in delivery fees. Whoa, what? <laughs> and how? And how? What big a time? What time frame? Is Thirty that? days. A <laughs> hundred thousand okay. dollars, almost, God. not quite. And just delivery fees. Because they were putting in four or five, six ASAP and stat orders after hours. Multiple times a week. 
the hospital administrator director. The hospital famous. administrator called. Just what the? She's like, that's your new contract. We Whoa. we told y'all this was starting, and so we ain't heard shit from them. Now they put in one order every day around eleven a.m. and it's got everything they're going to need. Oh, well, there, there you go. See, look, they had a surgery scheduled for nine in the morning about a month ago. And they put in a stat order for a playlet at 5.30 in the morning. Well, we need this by 8. Well, I don't have any playlets ready. Well, what are we going to do? I guess you need to delay that, at least you need to delay that surgery. Because we don't have any playlets ready to send to you to around lunch. Y'all should have ordered this yesterday. Well, now, now that they're getting bills, they're getting the little ducks in a row all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. I didn't hear a peep out of them this past week when I worked. Nothing. Usually it was two or three nights a week whenever I left my first run. I have to come around on the way back and go through that town to drop off two or three ASAP orders they put in wow. for the next morning. Well, now they're ordering a day ahead of time, so they got all their shit lined up. Wow. How much, how much is a unit of blood? Oh, Asking for no a friend. <laughs> Hashtag not a vampire. <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. Um, all thing I know is like the, the fees they get they get pegged for, for like ASAP and stat orders. Okay. Um, I'm it's. I mean, we're regulated by that. Blood is just like a prescription. It's got to be ordered by a doctor for us to take it. I mean, I'm pretty much just a pharmacy tech filling orders and delivering them. You know, wow. like on every unit of blood, it says. Uh, per RX only. Like it's got to be prescribed. So I don't know how much a unit of blood is, but it's like I, I told them, I was like, I don't know why the hospitals are complaining about these charges. It's not like they're going to just pass it on to everybody who comes through the hospital right? as a, as a faculty or, or a, a facility charge or something, you know? Jeez. So yeah, they said that guy called and he was beside himself. Wow. Um, other than that, I'm kind of getting used to the new schedule. Um, it is weird working that one day yeah. in the middle of my off week. Like I worked last night, you know, I, I was back from my main run by like ten fifteen last night. Cool. So you're off today, uh, tonight, and tonight, then... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I go back Friday. Okay. I'll work Friday and Saturday and I'll be off next Sunday and then I'll work four days. Okay. Be off two, work one, off four. The Sunday off in the middle of my week is kind of nice kind of breaks up that grind of the seven days. You thought it might be. You thought you might like it. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's just the going to work on Sunday night during my off week that sucks because Friday and Saturday I really can't get off my sleep schedule. I've kind of got to stay on the vampire right. schedule. You know, I might go to bed a little earlier tonight. But yeah. Um other than that, dude, it's it was it was a really, really quiet week at work. I had to do a run down uh south of us like four or five nights, which isn't bad. Cause it's just a straight shot down there and then right back. And I'm done. I did get back the other night and put in an order after I got back from my main run where if they would have just called me when they put the order in, I could have had them fill it at the lab up there and just drop it off on the way back through. No, no. I had to go half hour back the other way and then go South. Jeez. Cause I had to go to and night. So I had to do a one-hour detour to go back up north <laughs> to come back around. And there's no easy way to get, like, 
the fastest way to get there is the way you went. So it's not like I could, oh, I can just go through. No, no. Out of the way. For two units of blood. Two units. My boss was like, why didn't they call us? I, you're asking the million-dollar question. No one calls. Wow. Well, they call when they called. A couple of hundred-thousand-dollar bills. Yeah. They, they start calling. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they'll call hours after they put the order in. Where's our order at? Well, bitch, they ain't nobody at the center. How are we going to know you put an order in? You know? So, you know, just typical, typical bullshit. You, you see the uh, the smoke shop stabbing? The what? The smoke shop stabbing? Mm-hmm. Do you see it? Is that like a homemade porn in a bag of jig shop yeah. or something? <laughs> Captain stabbing over here. I don't run a smoke shop. <laughs> I, I think this was like I think this was like a uh, a smoke shop vape shop um, combo. Oh, there's a combo. Uh, let's look here. Let me look it up right quick. Let's say shit is the one down by AT and T. Smoke shop stabbing. <laughs> no number one return. Get some volume here. This is it was in Las Vegas. Where's the? Uh, I think this is it right here. A Vegas smoke shop owner fights back as his store was being robbed. He grabbed a knife and stabbed one of the masked criminals. Fox 5 spoke with that shop owner tonight, and Kim Passoff joins us now live outside the store. Kim? Yeah, John, this is the Smokestrom Smoke Shop. It is on Sahara near Arville. And on Wednesday, during the middle of the day, the owner found himself in a violent struggle when trouble walked in through that door. When a masked robber jumps over the counter, immediately the shop owner grabs his knife, stabbing him several times. Hang on a second. That's not a pocket knife. No, No, That's a fucking stabbing knife. That's a K-bar he came out with, okay? He then drags him out from behind the counter. The whole time, like, I was a little bit nervous because obviously I'm getting robbed. Johnny Wynn spoke to us from behind his shop's counter, the same spot where things turned violent. It was so, so fast. Uh, I didn't really have time to think. I was really scared for my life. And one of them had came in with a bag uh, in front of him. And then he held his hand inside that bag as if he was like, as he had a firearm or whatever. I I can only assume the worst. This is how I it just started. wanted a coil, wait, bro. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Look at the guy's mask. Okay, it's a beanie that he cut eye holes in, like mush mouth off of Fat Albert. Look at him. Wow. <laughs> the counter with hoodies and masks on. Why are you guys wearing masks like that? Say what? Seconds later, one grabs the tip jar and starts to walk out the door. Take the money in it. I keep the coins. I need the coins. Then the accomplice jumps over the counter, and that is when Wynn fought back. <laughs> Where did he pull the knife from? It's ass. Dude, a yeah. lot of adrenaline going through my body. Wynn called police immediately after stabbing the would-be robber. He hit him like now, six times. Now, he plans to get a gun in case someone tries to rob his store again. I don't know who they're friends with. Maybe they want to come back and do something else. So I just have to stay vigilant. And I hope it doesn't happen again. And Wynn tells us that he had that knife by the register for his own protection. He says someone tried to rob his store before, but when he pulled out that knife last time, they simply ran off. So yeah. 
Jut? Yeah. How many machetes you got behind you? What's the what's the knife that bends? Those are, you're a big knife guy. You know what I'm talking about. You have one of those behind your. You just decapitate I, people I, when I, they walk I, in. I don't. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what those are called. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, I know exactly. There's the you're K. About. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember. Do you, no, I've got a nine millimeter. Especially, you can usually keep a gun there at your shop. I'm sure. Yeah. As many as I sold you. I mean, I have no guns. <laughs> Please come rob me. I have no guns. Uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all saw that or not. I thought y'all would get a... No. Boy, I tell you what, man. He hit him a couple times up like up high. He got deep. And then a couple times down <laughs> Got low, him in the leg. And then a couple Damn. times right in the gut. Dude, I bet that dude was thinking to himself. They didn't play the raw, the raw footage of it. The guy's like, ah, ah. I'm dying. I'm dying. He oh, said, I heard him say that. He yeah, said, yeah. He said, he yeah. sounded like, like a Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> I'm bleeding. That dude stuck him. <laughs> yeah. God. He wouldn't just poke him. Oh, no. As he was stabbing. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> uh, I found there's a, I found, uh, I get down these really, really weird rabbit holes late at night. People who abuse over-the-counter drugs, there are Reddit pages for people who use over-the-counter stuff to get high. And one of them is like the active ingredient in, I'll cut that out so nobody else, nobody else start doing it. But the dude took like 40 of them. I think it was, it was four grams he took of it. Damn. Like at one time? Yeah. He said he had to stop halfway through because his throat got sore from swallowing so many times. Okay? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, what? He was 20 years old. Of course and, he was. And wrote his account of what all happened when he when he took all this. Wow. Um, God. He could write. <laughs> afterwards. Okay. He gave his account. Uh, apparently, when you take this drug, you see, like, black figures walking around. And um, he said he passed out on his couch, he thinks about 30 minutes later, and starts seeing these figures walk around. like stand. And he said somebody was throwing up, but it didn't feel like he was throwing up. It felt like somebody was throwing up through him. And then the next thing he remembered, he was like running down the street outside, and then he was back on his couch, but he didn't know if he was just dreaming that he was running down the street or if it actually happened. He lost track of time, and eventually I think his sister came in and found him. And now he has uh, big cognitive functions. I can't remember stuff. He has, like, no short-term memory. He's forgot a lot of stuff from his childhood after he came out of this. He has to do kidney dialysis once a week. And his liver's pretty much shot. I'm like, what, you think? Yeah. I wonder if he said it was 40 or 60 of those pills he had to take to get high off of them. Man. But Why? That's yeah. why, why there's so much, so much better highs out there for, for a little bit more money, but still think about, think about how much, how much that would have cost. Like you go into the store, man, and buying a box at a time. I, mean, I don't know how many comes in a box, but a dozen. Five, oh four. no. I'm talking like you get a, a bottle of those for next to nothing. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. He it took, well, I think they're hundred milligram tablets. He took four grams. So it's 40. That right. Come on, math. That's crazy. He's looking at the wrong math. <laughs> he spelled hell out of English. You're English. You're English. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not. I think none of us are real big math guys, are we? You're pretty good at it. That's. I can't imagine. 
I can't imagine a lot of things, man, but honestly, man, you know, having like a big ass bowl of pills and thinking, man, I got to take all that's going to be a good I time. Mean, if it was, if it was, <clears throat> it wouldn't, it would not be a hundred milligram tab. Like 50? No, it'd probably be less than that. I, didn't I don't know. think. <sighs> either, you can say either took 40 or 60. I read the whole thing. And it's, it's just yeah, kidney dialysis. Yeah. Every, that's for the rest of your life. There's no getting that he's back. 20. Yeah, 20 years old. And you wrecked your liver. Yep. So, yeah. I've heard people taking this, they take that drug so much that it causes like like holes in your brain. It, let's say it looks like a worm has burrowed through their brain. Wow. Because it, it eats so much of it up. I don't even know what the active ingredient is. It <clears throat> isn't. There's three letters. And that's the name of like the Reddit page, oh. you know. So I didn't want to. I don't want to encourage anybody to do this yeah. at all. If you're gonna do drugs, well, if you can hear that story and want to try it. You're needed. So <laughs> you deserve whatever's coming to you. <laughs> if you want to try drugs, stick to weed or some cocaine. Um, have y'all ever heard of saturation divers? Have you is heard it, of this? Is that like the super deep divers, man? That, yeah, that, yeah. I read a whole article about them the other night. That is some crazy shit. Have you seen them? You talking about the guys that dive with no gear? No, no these they have gear, but they're oh. like on the bottom of the ocean. Oh no! These are the guys who are like laying fiber optic cable from continent to continent. Shit. Yeah, they have to like live in this saturated environment uh, for like months at a time. I think sometimes. Um, they're like, they're down next to like the bottom of the ocean. Their support ships at the top, just like this long tube that comes all the way down. Mm. They have a compartment where they pump in like a mix of oxygen and helium to saturate. It all goes back to like, not like gas dynamics, you know, that they, that they live in this environment that's it's pumped full of oxygen and helium to help their body uh, stay down longer when they go out. Um, they make like fourteen hundred to four thousand dollars a day doing that stuff. But when once they're in that environment, they have to go into like a decompression chamber for like a week before they can even come up to like the support ship. Because their bodies is in a day. They said that when they're down there, like when they first get there, they have to get in that environment with oxygen and helium in it. And they sound like Donald Duck all the time because of the amount of helium that's also being saturated in the air. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm <laughs> they said it's really weird because a lot of these guys, they work on a crew, but the crew is from all over the world. So it's guys from America, guys from England, guys from Scotland, guys from brazil all on the same crew and you know the brazilian guys are speaking with a very broken english accent and the english guys are speaking a totally different accent than americans were and they have, and when they're out there diving they talk through like a intercom which a lot of that gets broken up because number one they've got a weird accent and number two they sound like donald duck <laughs> so wow. they say so it's a, it's a lot of it's very hard to communicate a lot of times um yeah, one of the guys said his wife had a miscarriage while he was there. And 
he could, it was going to take him 11 days to get depressurized before he can go home. And she's like, just, just stay. <laughs> she's like, there's no reason if you do spend 11 days in, in decompression to come home for a couple of days and go back out there to sit through that saturation all over again, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy jobs, but that one's insane. $4,000 a day, man. That's, that's a big draw for know, people all man, over the but, world for, you know, but you could die. I mean, and there's nothing, there's nothing they could do. The, the dude, the story before this stupid <laughs> shit for free, man. <laughs> These guys are getting paid though. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they just, you know, if anything happens back home, yeah. you can't just hop off the boat and go, you have to sit in a decompression chamber for anywhere from eight, eight hours to 15 days waiting for your body to get leveled back out. Yeah. Super dangerous. There's, yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's when I had Danny Bedwell on, he was a Navy diver. Back, like in the eighties, uh, I did twenty years in the Navy as a salvage and recovery diver, and uh, he was at Diego Garcia, which is a really small island out in the middle of the Indian Ocean, like in between Africa and India. There's a, a Navy base there called Diego Garcia, and he was stationed there. And they got a distress, distress call from a Russian ship, where one of their divers was, was dying, and they couldn't, they didn't know what was wrong, and so. Danny and like two or three of their divers got on a boat with a decompression chamber and went out there and they got that Russian guy and put him in his decom- their decompression chamber and saved his life. Wow. Two of them. It was two, one of them was fine. And one of them ended up with a limp. Something went wrong. When he was before they could get there and he walked with kind of a limp. Other guy was fine. Danny said they had an old Russian woman as their English interpreter on the ship. And that they, you know, they got the guys out and everything and everything was good. They were trading. They all wanted, because Danny smoked Marlboros and they all, all the Russians wanted Marlboros and he, he traded him Cuban cigars for Marlboros. <laughs> so he was out there wow. they were having, having, <laughs> having some Russian American relations in the middle of the cold war trading tobacco, you know? Wow. Um, Oh, did I have something else I wanted to talk about? I think that was it. I saved us some fights to watch. Would you like to do that? Yeah? yeah. All right. Let's see here. This on the, this past UFC? No, no, these are street fights. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Our favorite kind of fights. Yeah. So where's my saved at? All right. Start right here. All right, this is at a bar, okay? Like a country-ass bar. This set up good. Hold on, Dale. Hold on, Go get you some. Come on, break me some. Hey, man. Hey, hey. I'm going to break you fucking with? Curtis, don't do that. Come on, get you some. Curtis, don't do that. Curtis, don't do that. You want to throw a glass at me? Oh, shit. Oh, Curtis got knocked the fuck out, looks like. Wow. And of course his name was Curtis. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, old boy got crumpled on the first shot. Yeah. How many times have we seen that, like in real life? 
Oh, it, it's usually you're at a bar. Quick. Some guy that throws a drink. It's pretty pretty quick. Yep. Adam motorcycle pulls up there. These guys start some shit. Him pull it up, okay? Do you put this kickstand down? Wait, I want to see. I want to see. Ow! Ow! Oh, knock on his boy too. Gets back on his bike and fucking leaves. <laughs> like how that other dude was rounding him to home. <laughs> <laughs> go on, man. Go on. Wow. He pulled up there and started kicking down his bike when he pulled up. And he just like, all right, then. Today's the day. That guy just got off his bike and just popped two guys right in the jaw. They both went down with one punch. Pop, they didn't about it. Walked South, back, South got on his bike, too, and it? took off. <laughs> he threw a haymaker. All right. Uh, let's see here. Now, this fight happened in an elevator. Okay. <laughs> Cage match. That's it. <laughs> You got the ball. Yo, shut the fuck up. Oh, hell no. One on one, one on one, one on one. No jumping, no jumping, no jumping. No, no jumping. Lay that nigga up, Kevin. No jumping, no jumping. Kevin's gonna lay you up. You evil, Kevin. Oh, Somebody oh, send the ref man. He's bouncing that head off that fucking wall. Whoa. Somebody send the ref oh, in. Chris and Kevin's in the middle. Wow! Is there a wor- is there a worse place to get in a fight than an elevator when you ain't got nowhere to go? <laughs> and the only other person that's there is the guy you're fighting's boy. <laughs> it's holding the camera. Yeah, you're a holding the door open. Oh, speaking of holding doors open, I saw a video yesterday. This woman was trying to hold the train up in Philadelphia, like holding the doors open so they couldn't go. And these the two girls trying to push her out of the way. This guy goes, move, move, move. And she pulls that door open. He does Sparta kicks her right, right in the fucking chest. And she goes, Clump. And the doors go, bing. And then the train leaves. <laughs> he goes, get back, get back. Well, pow. And just, just thrust kicked her right in the chest. And she did a barrel roll. Man, she was gone. Oh, okay. This one right here happened. Um, let's see. What's this right here? Oh. So three cops have got this guy out. Okay. Three cops uh-huh. versus one dude. See, they got him. They're trying to get tasers out. This dude just wiggles. Excuse me. Throws that one down. Hops in his car. Now listen. One taser shot. Two taser shots. Three taser oh. shots. He's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> Dude got up. They either missed or he took three taser shots and just drove off. After throwing off those three big dudes. <laughs> Fucking Terminator, man. man. <laughs> it's yeah. like, nope. Golly. PCP's a hell of a drive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude didn't look like a... Anaconda flipping around. He, he just he just backed his way out of there, got in his car, and left. And the cops didn't even get there. Like, well, fuck. They didn't even try to give chase. They just turned and looked at him. If it was that serious, would you not want to hunt the guy down? If he was doing something so bad, it took three cops to get a hold of him. Would y'all not run to your car and try to stop him before he hurt somebody else? They're probably asking for his 
insurance, insurance card. card. Yeah. <laughs> it was out of date. All right, this happened at a Cleveland Browns and Texas and the uh, Dallas Houston Texans game. A good, a good old, a good old. Uh, oh, I got it so good right now. I got it. Here we so go. Good. Oh yeah, let's go. Get it, get it, motherfucker. Have they ever been in a fight in their life? Those marshmallow punches. Look at him. <laughs> he, that dude's all pissed off now because he's up on his feet. Somebody's holding him back. That guy's trying to separate him. He's like, boy, you better cool out or I will. <laughs> See, man, oh, dude, that's now a dude. two different guys now tying up. Now he's back with the original guy now. Here we go. Turn it over tables now. Like 30 people in the that. All their tailgating shit's gone. Rub it. Oh, he slipped into mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's 12 guys, man, that are just brawling. There was one guy just, oh, that dude's out. People are screaming. Little old ladies coming and grabbing arms and pulling them back. This is Browns fan. Chill the fuck out. Let this David, get out of there. David, get out of there. David, get out of there. Get out of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Browns. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's more back exciting than any Cleveland game ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of action right there. But that's stuff like that's the reason I don't go anywhere anymore. Yeah, you gotta, I don't go to any more games. I don't go to any more concerts. Yeah. You got to be super careful in crowds, man. You really do. I don't trust any crowd anymore. It's it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's really hard to. They had a concert up here in town a couple of years ago before COVID hit, so three years ago, and two people pulled guns on each other over a parking spot at the, at, at the arena. Really, guns. Oh, and then they then they had another one one night. Guy pulled a gun on somebody else. They wouldn't let him out of his parking spot to get out to leave. What the? <laughs> These fuckers are pulling guns on. This is the reason we can't have nice things in this country. Wow. That's crazy. All right. This is pretty quick, so I probably not even have a chance to. Uh, let me. Hang on. I want y'all to see this in full HD. You ready? Better watch. Oh my god. Leave me alone. Oh my god. I told you here to run. I told you here to run. I got I got I got. I told you here to run, man. I told you. You don't see it again? Yeah, play it again. One punch, dude. He stepped into it. Oh my god. Leave me alone. He stepped in and got hit in the chin and the dude goes, Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, Leave me he, alone. I think he is now. He's dead. Wow. Motherfucker is out. All right. Um, this one this one gave me a giggle. I'm, I'm going to be honest. You all right, Judd? You see yeah, okay? I, well, debatable. 
Uh oh. Uh oh. Girls fighting. Better there. Yeah, it's better. Oh. Body oh. slam. She dropped that bitch on her head. Oh. She dropped that bitch on her head. Ooh, man. You'll see it again? You can see look, look at the very first second. Double leg and slam, dude. Shut the fuck up. That's that's brutal. That's, I, I love that, a good slam in a fight. That makes me so happy. The very first frame. That 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 first girl man is <laughs> she's got like a wound hand. up. <laughs> she is fixed that. Let it go. Oh man, <laughs> what's wrong, Harpoon? <laughs> tell the folks at home what there's what you see right now. <laughs> this like, ain't this ain't a fight, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kinda. There's like twelve guys in orange jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> like a eight by fifteen room, if that metal. Uh, it's, it's like a six by ten room. Yeah, six by ten. There's all these guys and all there's these jumpsuits. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys standing that we can see. Okay. Like okay. Quest Love about to get fucked. Up. <laughs> it does, don't it? I right, mean, I don't think there's any sound on this one. Uh, see, here's like their food trays. Is that Dave at the bottom? Right? I think it is. Dirty Dave's down there. Look at him right there. <laughs> Kill. No, that's not Dirty Dave. That's the guy you need to watch, though. You ready? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Okay, everybody, out of the way. Out. Get away from it. Oh, it's the ghoul, the stone. Look at this woman. She's like, y'all stop that. She stuck her head through it because she ain't going to open the door. <laughs> Golly. That guy's taking like sixty punches. Like they're trying to get the food. Get this fucking food trays out of the way. Oh, he's just getting stomped. Oh, up. and they got they, they got the the drink the the water cooler. They got it hitting him with it. Oh, he's like, let me let me <laughs> the fuck out. Oh, who put who let the seventeen year old in? <laughs> Those two guys jumped the one guy. That was some retribution over some shit. Yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody didn't pay their debt. Or somebody stole somebody's canteen. So. That's a good old-fashioned stomping right there. That's the day after No Loop Thursday. You think that's what it is? I don't know, but. All right. Here's this one. He's holding Whoa. that dude with one hand and punching him, oh, and then choke slammed his ass. Uh oh, here it comes! Oh shit! That one dude right there is like three forty, three fifty, and the guy that he is fighting is probably one forty, yeah, tops. 170 tops. And just threw him around like he wouldn't shit. Threw him around, ragdolled him. Holding by the neck. All right. One more. And I wanted to end with this one. It's a girl fight. And nothing makes me happier than seeing a couple girls get into it. <laughs> What's even better than this is it's a bully fight. All right. Big girl there. Tall one. Uh-huh. She's apparently a bully. And this girl is her 
her object right now, okay? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rabbit kicking that bitch in the head. Look at her. She got her a handful of hair. Oh, Look at her. She's she picking her in a... Her. Just stomping on her shoulders. Pulling her hair. And absolutely taking, that nose. taking 30 shots easy. The teacher finally shows up. Wow, dude. I'll tell you, man. There's... Some folks just get, flip a switch, man. They go till somebody pulls them off. Yep. There, there's no... Uh, then you get that no one stop at it. One guy, man, like he just, you know, knocked the dude out and just smooth walked off. The guy hopped back on his motorcycle, took off. There's no big deal. <laughs> and he's got these other people just go crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the fights I saved for this week. Thought y'all would enjoy that little something different. That is, that's pretty cool. I'll start saving what, more. What that is is a girl that's been fucked with she had from enough. that girl the whole time she's probably been around her. And she just that's it. She yep. snapped. That's, that's all it that's takes. What, that's what that is. You got anything else tonight? Man, uh, you said fights earlier. And uh, <clears throat> and so I was asking about the UFC. Uh, so I was I was at the gym. I didn't even realize, man, there was a a UFC going on. But I think this past Saturday night, they had the, the pre-free limbs on okay. ESPN. Yeah. And I was at the gym, and the TV had some some fights on. So I just naturally walk over, man, and, and see. I was like, oh, my God, my goodness, man, this is this is live. This is the prelims. I just thought it might just be some old fights or just something on. Yeah. But uh, it was Dominic Cruz. Oh, wow. Um, he's a more of a lightweight. He's in the preliminaries? Isn't He's like a name, though, is he not? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's fought for the belt. Yeah. He's, he's held the belt for a while, you know, back in, you know, four or five years ago. Something he's probably closer to thirty ish, mm. you know, or something, or maybe even a little older than that. I'm not sure, but anyway, man, the guy that he was fighting—they're both ranked in the top ten, um, and it's like a middleweight type of type of fight, maybe 170 pounds, six fifties, 170 pound lighter guys, and uh, just lightning fast, in and out, in and out, pop, 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 in and out, and literally, man, the guy Dominic Cruz. Um, the guy I'm talking about, he throw when he throws like he throws like this, this this left, uh, and he kind of ducks over to the right, and then he kind of he, he kind of swoops out, kind of like Tyson used to do, man. Like when he would when the, he would hit, he would step around the, the, the peekaboo, yeah, and then yeah, just defense, kinda step yeah. around. Him. Well, when he did that, his opponent his his opponent turns and and does a roundhouse kick and caught him square on the nose, oh. right in the face. Instantly, you could see the nose, man, turn a different oh, direction. Oh, damn. And this big old knot just pop up. And I'm talking about before he hits the ground. You just got crack, boom. And it's like, oh, That's broke. shit. <laughs> of course, they stopped the fight, man. That was it. When he looks over. Did when it knock him out at all, or it was uh, just. He was very disor- disoriented, yeah. very disoriented. Couldn't defend himself. Um so when they're when the ref has him standing there, both wrists and a hand, you know, and he's going to raise the winner hand. Dominic Cruz is standing there, dude, and his nose absolutely looks like took a left turn, huh? It's it's <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. It's bad. Um, so also real quick, man. This um, uh, so this week I wanted to brag on my girl that's working for me. Yeah, I was going to follow up on that. Did I, did I tell you, man? My other kid quit. No, you told me not Nick. 
No, 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 man. The kid who couldn't work on Friday night. Yeah. His dad said he couldn't work on Friday night. Yeah. So yeah. now, you know, they're back in their habit of both of them being at my shop, man, picking up pizza on Friday night, but he can't work on Friday night. All right. So fast forward, man, just a little bit. Uh, the girl that I got working for me, you know, the one that I kind of made tear up right there at the first. Yeah, she's, you always pick the kids' craft. Yep. She's, she's, she's turned out to be, man, a fantastic uh, person to have in the, in the kitchen. She's really trying hard. And, um, and so this past uh, past week or so, or two weeks ago, I guess we had a lot of rain, and my dra- my driveway is gravel, and a lot of the gravel washes, washes down. down to the street and stuff like that. And if I don't bring it back up, it just washes away, and leaves these big ruts. So, at the end of Thursday night, uh, the two guys that I had, uh, her and this other guy that I had um, working. I just I told him I was like, look, man, I'll give y'all uh, bonus money if anybody wants to stick around and help me shovel the drive back up the hill at the end. She's like, yeah, I will. And the other guy was like, I would, man, but I got to, you know, my wife's expecting me, so I've got to go. Not a problem. So my my girl, she comes out there. I got two shovels, and uh, I was like, now look, just be extra aware that we're close to the road. Be extra aware. We need to be watching for the cars. They're not used to people being this close. So be extra aware. And what we're going to do is just going to shovel it, walk it back to the top of the hill, fill in the gap as we come down. And, dude, I'm going to tell you, man, she was there lick for lick, shovel for shovel, and just absolutely just knocked it out. Didn't bitch, didn't say, I mean, I mean, she was scooping. Yeah. And uh, and we knocked it out. And, uh, I mean, both driveways, we always get both driveways and, and always clean up our neighbor's drive, you know, and bring all their stuff back over our way. So just being good neighbors. But, um yeah, so I wanted to brag on her about that, man. I think I thought that was that was very cool. Um, you know, uh, I just know that a lot of the kids over the last, I don't know, while, uh, not many of them would have done something extra. Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm all, you know, I tell them all, I'm like, hey, look, man, if you want extra stuff, I got stuff going on at my house. I got stuff. I I got projects. I, I can keep you busy. A lot of them, man, are just like, nah, man, I just want to knock out what I got. I only have one car payment, man, and I only need like 185 bucks this month. So, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's that guy doing anything, man? I mean, you know, do you not want money? That's right. Yeah. You know, shit, you do have a baby. So, I, mean, you- I know at least one that wouldn't even know how to hold the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a hold a broom either. Oh, man. Y'all got anything else? Y'all good? Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, be sure to check the links down in the show notes from our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with the promo code Hango. Also, check out mydelta8.com. Write into us at thehangoshow at gmail.com, at thehangoshow on all social medias. Harpoon Jut, I love you guys. I love all y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. PCP's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs>